0: Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues.
1: Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TICFM, and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you this Sunday morning, and we are pleased to be joined by Joyce Bray, President of the Connecticut Breast Health Initiative Board of Directors. Good morning to you.
0: Good morning, Aaron. How are you?
1: I am well, and yourself?
0: I'm terrific, thanks.
1: The 2019 Race in the Park is coming up next month, May 11th, at Walnut Hill Park in New Britain. Tell us what's happening on Mother's Day weekend.
0: Well, the Connecticut Breast Health Initiative, which is a nonprofit organization to find answers for breast cancer is hosting its 16th annual race in the park. It is more, obviously, than just a race. It's a family event the day before Mother's Day. And there are a whole bunch of activities for families, from music to food to an artisan's market, but also a competitive 5K for males and females and kids' events and runs. And it's just a phenomenal day to celebrate life, honor survivorship, and survivors who are with us. And to raise money, the big thing is to raise money for research in the state of Connecticut. All of our money that is raised by wonderful people contributing to us, um, all of it stays in the state of Connecticut. How
1: many people do you expect for the event?
0: Well, what we're hoping for is about 5,000 registered participants, but everyone who comes brings one or two people or more with them, so it's a transient crowd. Um, so anywhere from five to 10,000 people could be in the park during the morning.
1: How has this event grown over the years?
0: It's grown in, I guess, in awareness. We've certainly raised more awareness for breast cancer and the routine behaviors that women should probably do for their health. It's raised awareness amongst the families in Connecticut, I hope. And it's also changed the look of breast cancer treatment in the state of Connecticut. And I think that's really what we're about, is finding answers to breast cancer that will Certainly help women when they do get breast cancer and for it to be more of a chronic disease than a death sentence.
1: Certainly you want thousands of runners, but if someone's not a runner, they can still participate. It's still a fun day, isn't
0: it? Thank you for that. Yes, it's the name is Race in the Park, which scares some people, but there you can race, you can walk, um, you can cheer everybody on, and you can hang out in the park and take advantage of the other activities for families.
1: You are in your 16th year, as you noted. How much money has been raised the past 15 years?
0: Um, I mostly talk about the fact that we have awarded $3.7 million to breast cancer researchers in the state of Connecticut.
1: And that's an important point because that money stays
0: local, doesn't it? Absolutely, We've, why focus on Connecticut? Um, I think one of the things that we have tried to focus on is the fact that Connecticut is a very innovative state. If you go online and look up the firsts that have happened in the state of Connecticut, it's mind boggling. Um, From the cotton gin to the nuclear submarine to the color TV to whatever. So we feel that if we focus on Connecticut, we are assured of some innovative results. And hopefully that will not only affect Connecticut, but the
1: world. How does the fundraiser work? Is it a situation where participants are out getting sponsors, raising money that way?
0: Oh, thank you. Um, We need sponsors up front who will support us big time. Um, and then if you do sign up to participate, yes, there is a fee, but then teams are get together and they pledge money. Um, it's not necessary, but it's certainly helpful. And half of our participants are on a team and they do raise extra money.
1: We're still over a month away from the actual event. So plenty of time still to get involved. Oh,
0: absolutely. It?
1: And how can people do that?
0: Um, They can go to our website, ctbhi.org. They can go to CT Race in the Park. They can find out ways to volunteer. They can register. They can donate. Um, And they can get acquainted with our organization so that if you can't make it on the day before Mother's Day, um, there are other activities that you can become involved with. We have a lot of organizations, small and large, who do, during the year, raise funds for us. Um, from a car show in Granby to a Niantic Jazzercise to kids in town, um, you know, raising on Monday. At one school, Smalley School in New Britain, they raised pennies on Monday, nickels on Tuesday, you know, dimes on Wednesday. You know, small elementary school, and it was $1,200. Or another girl, high school girl in Hebron, who did Pink Your Nails Pink, Paint Your Nails Pink um, event, you know, a couple of hundred dollars, but it all adds up. And um, everybody can find a way to get involved. I think people need to feel on a personal level that they can do something. And there are plenty of ways to do that. And if they can't be, Coming up with their own ideas, we can certainly help them brainstorm.
1: Now, the Race in the Park on May 11th is your signature fundraiser. What sort of planning has to go into this? Do you get to take a a breath after the race is over for the year, or do you already start planning for the next year?
0: (laughs) I guess we take a breath. Um, It is a year-round planning event, um, the Connecticut Breast Health Initiative only administers two fundraisers, and we do count on everybody else to raise funds for us. Um, we have a memorial golf tournament every year in September or October, and then this event, which is so important to us.
1: You really have a a personal story why you are so dedicated to this fight against breast cancer, don't you?
0: I do. Um, In the 1960s, my mother got breast cancer during a time which they call the dark ages of breast cancer. Um, It was a woman's private shame at that time and a stigma. She was not really comfortable talking to anyone about this, about what she had. She didn't even tell her two daughters. So after five years, she felt she was safe. And she did tell us but um, she feels that all the treatments along that line um, really saved her life for 32 years, and she was a walking history of treatment at the time. Um, I think because she couldn't say anything and couldn't talk about it and there was no support for her and there weren't people making a lot of noise and running in the streets like we're doing, I think that's partly why finally... The light bulb went off and I felt that I should and could do something, could make some noise. And that's when we really started to look into ways to raise the awareness about breast cancer and that there is something that we can do about it. Um, The Junior League of Greater New Britain had raised a lot of money. We took it and we went to New Britain General Hospital and said we want to do something. We created a diagnostic breast center center there. And then we looked for ways um, to make more noise and we created the race.
1: Do you think any of that stigma you spoke of still exists today?
0: I think there are pockets in the country and around the world where people are not as educated or aware of breast cancer and there is still fear. Um, And I think people still, and that's part of our mission too is to just raise awareness amongst women that they really need to step out of their fear zone and um, some people don't go in to find out if they have anything wrong with them because they're afraid they're going to find something wrong with them. I totally get that. Um, so that's where we are today. I think you know there's a lot of awareness out of there, a lot of talk, a lot of noise, a lot of pinking especially during October, but there's still a need to make people comfortable in talking about this disease and therefore giving them the opportunity to move to find out what's going on with their bodies when they're healthy. And then they'll find out that when they're not healthy, what they should do.
1: Do some of the participants do this to commemorate a personal battle they've had with breast cancer or the battle someone close to them has
0: had? I think that's one of the reasons why our event is so unique in that we do focus on survivors. We have a survivor breakfast the morning of the event, and we also give out back signs, and some of them say in memory of or in honor of, and we ask that people wear them and fill them out, and some people have tons of them on their backs. I wear several in memory of some people, but mostly my mother. And she died in 1992, so we always remember her. And then I, we honor the people who are still surviving, and that's terrific. And it's neat to really look at all the women who come together for the survivor breakfast. Um, some of them walk into the tent and they don't know each other. And after the morning of being together, they, ha- they share their stories Um, They get to be friends, and then they see each other each year. Hopefully, they see each other each year. It's pretty terrific. They wear pink T-shirts that we give them. They have pink baseball caps. Um, It becomes a sea of pink.
1: Now, walk us through what happens on race day, and we should note this is an event that takes place in Walnut Hill Park in New Britain. Yes. Tell us how that day unfolds.
0: Well, hopefully, (laughs) Um, the sun is shining and everyone is jumping out of bed to come and be with us at 6.30 in the morning when, if you have not registered previously, you can also register at 6.30 um, and pick up your bib number and pick up your t-shirt. And then the morning starts with the Survivor Breakfast Um, A lot of other tents open, the silent auction, the raffle tent, food trucks are open, family activities open, and the artisan market opens, which is new this year. The kids challenge, which is a one mile and a half mile, and that starts at 830. And then nine o'clock is the survivor photo outside of their breakfast tent, 9.15 9.15 is the female and male 5K, which is sponsored by American Savings Foundation. And at 10.30 is the enormous one-mile walk and 4K walk. And then the silent auction is over. But during that time also, there's music. I talked about the food vendors It's just a fun day, and especially the day before Mother's Day. And a lot of people count that as their Mother's Day. I mean, my children come in from other parts outside of Connecticut, and um, then they leave with their wives, and they honor their wives as mothers, too. So Saturday is really our Mother's Day.
1: As you noted, the weather's going to be perfect on May 11th, even Miss <laughs> um, even, yes, <laughs> even though we're still a month out. But this is a rain or shine event, correct?
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
1: You also said that you can register day of, but are people encouraged to do so beforehand? Does that make your life easier?
0: Right this minute, <laughs> they can do that um, online. We also have paper applications that hopefully have been sprinkled around the area and um, And also, the day before in the park, you can come to register at noon to six o'clock in person.
1: You are listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Joyce Bray, president of the Connecticut Breast Health Initiative Board of Directors. They have the annual Race in the Park coming up on May 11th at Walnut Hill Park in New Britain to benefit breast cancer research largely, and and tell us about some of the research efforts that you have funded over the years. Are there a few that really stick out as groundbreaking?
0: I think what we're doing is we talk about research money. Um, In the research world, we can't even afford some of the research projects that would come across our desk. So what we have done and what our niche is really to use the money that we have earned and worked so hard for and been given um, we use it as seed money for researchers to be able to take their projects and prove their capacity to a larger funder one of the perfect examples of that was one of our researchers from yale that we had funded for three years and he took that project to pfizer and then he got lots of money to continue his work. And I think that's, that's exactly what we're doing. And um, hopefully everybody hears that and they will um, help us find some answers.
1: So really seed money.
0: Yes, yes.
1: How much closer are we to finding a cure for breast cancer?
0: I'm not the expert on that. I think it would be an interesting question to ask every single researcher that is out there. Um, I think we have made an enormous impact. I mean, when we talk about my mother in the 60s, it was the only treatment they called slash burn poison for everyone. Now, through all these research projects, we're finding that every female is very different and every breast cancer is very different. So a lot is going into immunotherapy um, and cocktails that are being made for each individual, which makes me feel really (laughs) terrific that I'm not just being thrown into something that may work or may not work, um, just because it's, it's one thing. Um, and you cross your fingers and hope it works for this one person. Um, I think we're pretty lucky today. You don't want to get breast cancer, but if you're going to, today is the best, especially with the treatment and also the support. Um, again, having a survivor breakfast is phenomenal with all these women together when you couldn't get women together before because they couldn't talk about it. Um, So the support systems that are out there are pretty terrific.
1: I suppose the only accurate answer to the question, how close are we to (laughs) finding a cure, is we're one day closer every day. Thank
0: you, yes, yes.
1: But it must feel good to at least see progress moving in that direction. You noted the the move away from a one-size-fits-all treatment to really individualized therapy.
0: I think people ask all the time, why are you still doing this? They ask all of us who work so hard every day, why are you still doing this? Well, I can see that there is an impact. I can see through our researchers what they're doing. We have great relationships with them. They love us, we love them, and I wish everybody could see. They could by going on our website to see the grant recipients, but really there has been phenomenal work being, been having been done. Um, and there are, are answers out there.
1: Now, is research your sole focus, or do you also focus on supporting survivors and, and women who have breast cancer?
0: Well, we do support the survivors, obviously, um, and we take about 10 to 15 to 20% each year, and we do focus on some education efforts, um, and also as supporting survivors, we have found out through some of the research that some of the treatments afterwards, yes, maybe the cancer has disappeared for a while or entirely, but the effects of chemo have hit them with cardio effects, with craniofacial effects, with osteoporosis, with we're finding out all these different things that are residual effects of chemotherapy and then finding out how we treat that also. So we are very involved in what happens with survivors.
1: What do you think is the most important thing for people to know about breast cancer in this day and age?
0: That it is a chronic disease, and it's not a death sentence anymore.
1: And with any cancer, early detection is important, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And even though you're past the fact that it's hit your body and you've become a survivor, um, you're finding something that is already there. Okay, so now let's step up to the plate and just kill it.
1: Now, Connecticut compared to other states, do we have higher rates or lower rates of breast cancer here or is it really pretty stable across the the country?
0: Well, we are ranked. Every state is ranked and we are ranked second, believe it or not, um, with incidence rates. Everybody says why. Um, Do we have is everybody dropping from breast cancer? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are a small state, but we also have great detection. Um, And we see across the country that certain places and especially rural areas do not have good detection. So again, back to Connecticut being very innovative, we're in a great place to, if you're going to get breast cancer to be and to make use of all the treatments that are available. Um, I think our morbidity rate is 37th, which I think is pretty positive. And that speaks to the fact that we can do well in the treatment area.
1: Have the recommendations for getting screened changed over the years?
0: Um, They go up and down. There's controversy about when you're supposed to have... um, you know, your annual mammogram, or is it annual, or is it uh, too many false positives, or whatever, things have changed, and it always comes back to, I think, common sense, at least for me. I'm not going to stand out there and tell a 30-year-old what to do, especially if it's in her family. I think you go to your doctor, and you discuss it with them, Um, and they can usually, they're on top of things, and they'll give you the best advice.
1: And that's an important note about breast cancer. It is something that can be passed down in your genes, right?
0: 10 to 15% is hereditary. And so the message is really for the other 85% of the females that are out there, "Mm, there are things happening to cause this cancer, and that's why we're still trying to figure out what it is for those women. Um, 85% is pretty high when you think it's not in your family.
1: For the 15 years that you've been involved in the race in the park, is there one story or or two stories that really stick out to you in terms of people who have been involved and their reason for being involved?
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Every day. Some of the stories, some of the survivors... I'm just wowed by people who want to step up to the plate, who want to raise money for us. Again, going back to not just survivors, but little kids who want, they don't really understand what it is. Like my granddaughter was two when her mother got breast cancer and she has come every year and now she's 17 I think until she was about 13, 14, she knew she'd come to a fun event with her family Excuse me, and run the race and get a medal and, oh, cool. And then we asked her to be the youth honorary chair. And her father said, whoa, wait a minute. This means we have to really talk to her about what's going on here. Because she was told that her mom just had an inside boo-boo when she was little and couldn't pick her up. Um, so we got into it a little bit more with her and she understood and took on the role of honorary youth chair, but talking to her about the survivors and her being at the survivor breakfast and trying to raise the positive outlook on all of this and saying to her, see all those women in there and with their pink hats and they're all celebrating and they're happy with life. That's how your mom is right now.
1: It's the Race in the Park at Walnut Hill Park in New Britain on May 11th to benefit the Connecticut Breast Health Initiative. One more time, Joyce Bray, if people want to get involved, where can they go online to do that?
0: ctbhi.org or ctraceinthepark.org.
1: Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend.
0: Base Connecticut is a production of the news and public affairs department of WTIC radio.
2: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com. We make getting custom window treatments, a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds, shades and shutters. We even have options for your patio too.